Hello, who are listening to the Greekonomics podcast. I am Donald Trump, and let's begin the episode of the best podcast in the world. Thanks, Donald. Hey, everybody. This is Alkis, and you're listening to the Greekonomics podcast, the show that explores how social, technological, and economic conditions will affect the businesses of the future with a focus both on the Greek economy and worldwide. In today's episode, we are going to talk about crypto, more specifically, about the Terra Luna crash. Over 400 billion in value was wiped out in terms of crypto market capitalization. The Terra Luna coin has fallen from a peak of $117 in April of 2022 to barely 100th of a cent. For the non-crypto geeks, Luna is a native token of Terra a blockchain developed by the Korean firm Terraform Labs. A total of 32 million was raised to fund this development through the private sale of Luna coins. Investments came from centralized sources including Binance, Huobi, and OKX. But today, I have invited a person that has a lot of knowledge in the field, being a blockchain developer himself from India. We are going to talk about issues like what caused the Terra Luna crash, what are stablecoins, and the overall market outlook for crypto in the future. Let's begin. And welcome our guest, Navi from India. So could you explain what really caused the Terra Luna crash? And what is the problem really with all these stable coins? Actually, what even are these stable coins? What is Terra Luna? Right. So as you said, before we delve into what went wrong with Luna and what's wrong with stablecoins, we need to properly understand what stablecoins actually are. And I'll just give a brief introduction to them. Stablecoins, they're a new form of cryptocurrency and they've gained popularity for their so-called stability and their commitment to minimize the price volatility, which has limited the use of other digital currencies such as Bitcoin. Now, the history of stablecoins, the first stablecoin was Tether, which was USDT which was released in 2014. And the list has grown on to many uh, such stable coins, including DAI, the USD coin, the true USD, Havens Norman, the Paxis standard and Binance USD. In a sense, stable coins are cryptocurrencies designed to provide stable value. They're more useful as a store of value and as a medium of exchange. In that sense, they resemble the modern currency as a medium of exchange. And they also minimize typical cryptocurrency volatility by maintaining collateral. They often maintain collateral in the form of reserves, often as US dollars, which was the case in the Luna Terra crash as well. And so expect to the US dollar, supposedly. Yeah. What they do is they try to minimize the volatility. I know that a lot of, for example, Dogecoin, right? It's very volatile. So what they try to do is that they try to maintain, they try to maintain some sort of stability by holding the collateral in the form of a reserve. That reserve is often the US dollar. So it's often what we call pegged, pegged to the US dollar. And algorithmic stablecoins are a specific subset of stablecoins, which provide steady value by adjusting the uh, supply based on the preset rules. So it can 
what what an algorithmic stablecoin does is that it can increase or decrease the amount of stable coins printed depending upon the supply so that's okay. that okay but if it's pegged to the us dollar how could it supposedly collapse you know since the us dollar hasn't had any significant change what fueled this this crash like and how could a crash happen if something is supposedly tied to the value of the us dollar in order not to be volatile but then crashes right there were a lot of factors that contributed to the crash and the luna crash in specific but i think one of the main sources that stepped out was the was the fact that the founder of luna they didn't allow they sorry they allowed everyone to withdraw their demand deposits at any time possible and at any demand rate possible when someone gave luna a billion dollar bitcoin deposit and then they deflated the value of bitcoin the investment that the investors had made in form of that one bit, one billion coin investment that dropped significantly so that's that's what happened so what they did was they tricked luna they gave luna a billion dollar investment and then the bitcoin market fell down so the billion dollar investment lost substantial value in order to then further print more money so one thing that we need to understand is that stable coins have had a history of crashing and a history of failing now there are three types of stable coins there's crypto backed where the token is collateralized by cryptocurrencies there's fiat backed in which the token is pegged to either a usd or a euro or a centralized currency such as a pound as well and then there are algorithmic coins that rely on algorithms to maintain their supply and demand and maintain their price to a dollar now a common notion is that stable coins are not subject to very you know wild price fluctuations and overall volatility and hence they are safer but that's not the case at all as we've seen with terra which wiped out more than 200 billion dollars in the space and other stable coins i'm just going to give a brief history of failed stable coins in 2020 there was this one stable coin called the basis cash stable coin which is also an algorithmic stable coin which quickly got annihilated so to say its value fell from a dollar in january 2021 to a to 30 cents at the end of january 2021 the token used something what we call a signerage algorithm the creators the creators behind the bac the basic cash stable coin created two tokens there was one stable coin and another token that was free to move like any crypto currency Oh, so it's like the Terra Luna they have. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very important to understand why this crash, and then we uh, move on to the Terra Luna as well. So the idea behind the basis cash stablecoin was that if the price of the stablecoin went below one dollars, the people who invested in the second token, which was the cryptocurrency, could buy the stablecoin at a discounted price to keep the demand for the stablecoin stable, so-called stable. So that was a, a very, very rigged aspect of it. And interestingly enough, Do Kwon, who was the CEO of Terraform Labs, was one of the anonymous co-founders behind Basis Cash. Oh, so uh, before before he founded Luna, he had already participated in the other yeah, project. Yeah, 
So yeah, he has yeah. a background of okay. Yes. He he already had a what 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 we didn't know at the time was that he was behind the basis crash stable basis cash crash. So um, it, was his, it was his second crash actually. Well, he was anonymous at that time. He was one of the anonymous co-founders of Basis Cash. So we didn't know at the time that he was the founder of Basis Cash, which is also known as CoinDesk, by the way. So if viewers are watching this, CoinDesk and Basis Cash are the same thing. But just like Terra failed, BAS, uh, the Basic Cash uh, failed as well. And because the token could never achieve the dollar target, which it was pegged to be. Again, most of the stable coins, they use the signage algorithmic approach to maintain price stability around $1 USD. And that's what Luna did as well. Another stable coin called the empty set dollar stable, stable coin. Its price fell from $1 to $0.01 cent and, market, and it wiped out a market cap of $22.74 million. So if you look at it, stable coins have traditionally not been very stable at all. And they've been prone to very volatile and rash decisions by the owners, which have in turn wiped out millions and in Luna's case, billions in the market space. Oh, essentially, like it's not pegged to something stable, but mostly it is related to the price of Bitcoin and other crypto assets and the overall market sentiment for crypto. And then it behaves like our standard crypto asset, even more volatile than our standard crypto asset. Like, So it's a very risky crypto asset. It's not something stable, something like the word stable. I don't think there is any relationship with stable well, coins at the moment. Yes. Well, concept of stable coins and the signage algorithms definitely need to be improved. And in the future, we can definitely see stable coins being more stable. But right now, they are not, they are as volatile. Do you see the overall market recovering from this crash because personally i think it was one of the biggest crashes in the crypto space in the last few years do you see the overall market recovering from this crash the investor sentiment because i'm sure many people will be scared that something like this could happen with other cryptocurrencies with and like what is your opinion on the recovery of the market of the crypto market well, like you said, the, the entire market is based upon trust, right? Why were the Lehman Brothers able to survive for so long? It was because of the trust they had. All the great scammers, they, they, they are able to survive only because of the trust. Now, cryptocurrency doesn't have that trust anymore. In fact, Terra 2.0, which was launched a mere hours away from the crypto crash, it, it, it has already had reports of crashing every day and Terra 2.2 is already crashing so if you look at it it's not it's not I, I don't see stable coins reach popularity anytime soon and it shows that really it was more like could we say a scam possibly could we say that he tried to use all this positive to the moon sentiment to benefit for himself and then pulled out the rug and everybody was exposed. Could we say that this project that it never had possibility to become what in the investors imagined that would be a new competitor for fiat currencies, a new medium of exchange? What is your opinion on on that? Like how can we make like 
how can we make crypto less volatile if stablecoins present such major issues? Well, like I said before, I think the signaling algorithms they have a good they have a good basis, but they need to be they need to be further improved. And I think one way of improving them is using machine learning in the market space as well. And as uh, machine learning has a variety of applications in the finance market, and it can be used to study patterns in these crypto crashes and the subtle patterns that we humans may not be able to notice. Machine learning can point that out. It's not something that has completely lost all the potential to see an alternative way to make transactions. Like. It's not. It's a bad project, but there are still the the opportunity, and there there is a space for this technology to improve and to become what the original creators of Terra Luna and other stablecoins have imagined. There is still space. There is still opportunity to to fix these issues. Definitely, definitely. I think there's a lot of you know potential in cryptocurrencies but at the moment at the current moment they're not the safest investment and they're not a particularly safe investment but in the future we can definitely see cryptocurrencies be as popular if not more than liquid cash and different types of centralized currencies and one thing that i would like to point out is that even though people thought that the terra luna stablecoin was decentralized Employees have testified to the SEC that that could not be further from the truth and that Do Kwon monopolized all of the major decisions. And I think that was a very big mistake because in the end, what ended up happening was that every user, as panic set in, multiple users tried to pull away their money. Now, as, as they decided to pull away their money from Luna, the algorithmic stablecoin, the algorithm, decided to print more money. This led to inflation. And what happens in inflation is that the value of the currency declines. Depreciates. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I think if, if they would have limited the amount, the deposit amount to a certain value, then that would have contributed in, in, a, in a major crash as well, but maybe not to the extent that we've seen right now. Because once panic sets in, then everything goes awry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So Terra Luna had a very big relationship, like like a change in Bitcoin also resulted to a big change in Terra Luna, right? Supposedly. Yeah, yeah. So Terra if Terra Luna, if Bitcoin, because Bitcoin, I believe at least from what I've read, that is highly inefficient. Like the proof of work algorithm, the proof of work way of that the Bitcoin system works. Is highly inefficient. There is a lot of energy used. Possibly in the future, it it might not be as sustainable as the proof of stake way of working, basically for a cryptocurrency. So, if supposedly Bitcoin is not that much future proof, that means that the the stable coins or the cryptocurrencies that are tied to Bitcoin also do not have that much of a good future. Let's say. Well, that's one way to look at it, definitely. It's that, well, we need to be cautious and optimistic at the same time. We need to be optimistic about the fact that maybe it can happen that the algorithms are improved and maybe there's a scope for machine learning in that project. But also we need to be cautious of the fact that, you know, 
stable coins, as I mentioned before, have a history of failing and they're not really stable at all. What I like, what I like to describe my attitude towards cryptocurrencies right now is cautious optimistic, but cautious definitely first because of the history of crashes. Of but still, there is this optimism that there could be something in the future that really combines the good aspects that we have seen from these projects today because there have been some good aspects from these projects and some good ideas but fixing the issues that existed and creating really a project that could be a competitor for the fiat currency for the dollar for instance we use today which has its issues as well but uh really as you said before you consider that it's not ready yet it's it's definitely not ready yet but i think in the future signage algorithms can be improved do you do you have any projects that you think any good alternatives or crypto branches that you think will have a lot of potential in being the successors of this i think it's really an end of an era this this year will be an end of an era of the crypto boom that we have seen and now we're going to see more moderate or even decreases in the value of cryptocurrencies but there should be among among these projects there should be someone that will revolutionize this space do you do you have any idea or any opinion on a good alternative or crypto branch well, has well i don't have an idea on a good alternative but i have an idea about an interesting alternative so there's this one cryptocurrency called chronoly crno it is pegged to real world and rare and exclusive luxury watches which is very interesting if you think about it. it's the fact that you know you can peg a cryptocurrency to something as materialistic as a watch makes you wonder that maybe there's some value in this sort of thinking maybe if we this will i think go back to a quasi barter system then in the future because then we'll be able to peg cryptocurrencies to the materialistic values that we have and while the quasi barter system can be effective in some regards it can also be not effective in some regards uh, yeah. for example you will always have to have a double want of needs in a quasi barter system so that's something that we that's interesting but again it's not quite there mm. but i mean i think that pegging it to something like gold or a luxury item could be very smart as these items I think historically have depreciated as much and are independent of let's say they are not country specific it's not like tying it to a specific country that is affected by the environment the economic environment in this country like pegging it to the US dollar yes it has been the bedrock of the global financial system for years yes. but still it is tied to what the US is doing it's the US dollar so tying it to something more materialistic as you said might be a pretty interesting let's say approach to stabilizing a really volatile asset such as cryptocurrency definitely and so yeah so that that's the pro side of it now as i said i'm cautious optimistic i'll also mention the cons of it the cons of it is that not every investor would have a an interest in watches and materialistic collections b the normal person like the ordinary person would not have a lot of knowledge about you know watch watch authentication which is what chronoly is based on so definitely there's this aspect of you know pegging it to a materialistic value that does not depreciate with the market turns but 
there's also an aspect of uh, it being unavailable to some investors and some potential users. Hmm. So, as a final word, how yeah. would you summarize the future outlook for crypto? How could it evolve to have a true value for society? What would be the characteristics that you believe that we can really extract from this this batch, let's say, of crypto projects that will be kept for the future? What has been the, the best thing about crypto? Well, the best thing about crypto, I think, and blockchain in general, is the fact that it provides decentralization. So it has applications in decentralization. So something that I'm looking forward to, and this is a project that I've worked on as well, it's about an agricultural blockchain system. Now, pardon me if I go too into detail right now, but I'll just explain what is this. So in an agricultural blockchain, a farmer will get insurance, agricultural insurance, on the basis of a weather event. Now, we have something called Morales. Morales in blockchain will listen to the event and then it will store some data on the blockchain and it will store the majority of the data off the blockchain because that's, that's cheaper and that's better. And then after it listens to the event, then it will send a notification via the app, what, what we call as a DAP, to the user. So as soon as an event happens and like click, it'll send a notification to the user or to the authorities or to whoever that, you know, there's been a thunderstorm over there or there's been a flood over here or whatever, right? And I think that has a lot of applications in what we call as index-based agricultural zones. So I think that's pretty interesting. It really seems like this could be something that we could see in the future, taking some of the positive ideas from cryptocurrency and applying them to the real world, to something that has a true value. And yeah, this concludes our episode with Navi. Thanks a lot for your information. And I hope we can have you on a possible future crypto episode or any other interesting crypto topic that you can enlighten us about. Thank you for tuning in Greek economics listeners. And we will meet again in the next episode.